we hear all the time, right, how important it is to validate our kids, validate their emotions, their feelings, their achievements. But my next guest says that just like everything in life, we can have too much of a good thing. Your child might be a praise junkie. Studio 5 parenting contributor Heather Johnson wants you to raise children who are intrinsically motivated rather than externally, kids who aren't addicted to praise. She joins me to share how we can do that. Can I quote our gal pal, T-Swift? Yes. Me, I'm the problem, it's me. Yes. I think this is me. I think I'm pouring extra validation with well intentions yes. into these little humans. How do we know a praise junkie? Am I raising a praise junkie? Yes, and we are, our intentions are so good, right? So let's go that route first. Okay. Our intentions are good. We wanna be doing good things. And also know that when it comes to parenting and when we learn more about it, we tend to swing the pendulum like extremes, okay. right? And so we have heard a lot about, I mean, we've talked so much about the need to validate and sit with them and be with them. Yes. But when it goes to an extreme, there's some detriment to too much praise, right? For example, kids who have an excess of praise and then crave it, they're unable to feel motivated unless they have praise. Mm. Okay, well, we can see the detriment over time, right? Yeah. Kids, when there's too much praise, they find themselves in a position where, again, without those affirmations, they can't make choices. Well, we're trying to raise kids who can make their own choices and trust their own choices. Right. We also think as parents that if we praise a lot all the time, that we're setting them up to be more secure, but it does the exact opposite. Because what happens is they come to rely and decide on what's good about them and for them based on what we praise or what we say. Mm. So they can't ever discover that on their own. So when all of a sudden we're not offering them praise, they're insecure <laughs> because no one's there telling them this is good about you and they don't know what's good about them. So they can't do it on their own. Signs, give me signs that I'm raising a child who may be relying too much on those yeah. words that you described. I think the very best sign is if you have a child who's always saying, what about this mom? Well, what do you think? Well, is this okay? Well, is this okay? Well, do you think that I should do that? And we make jokes that it's just little kids. No, no, think about your teenagers. They're consistently asking, well, what do you think? Well, do you think that's a good choice? Well, is this gonna be okay? It could be everything from what they're wearing to the decisions they're making about classes that they're taking. That inability to move forward unless we're telling them, yes, you did a good job. Yeah, you put that together really well. Yes, that's great. And so they can't make those decisions on their own. If you're hearing that a ton, there's other things if they are having a hard time making their own choices, all those things we just discussed. But yeah. if you're hearing those questions a lot, you're potentially in a situation where Yes, they are a little bit addicted to praise. Okay, well, good news. We're not mm -hmm. to that point yet. Good. <laughs> so maybe this conversation or this intervention is happening mm -hmm. just in time. What can we do as parents? You say first, it does start with that inside-out mm -hmm. validation. Yeah, that intrinsic motivation. Now, when we say intrinsic motivation, we often immediately think intrinsic and extrinsic. And I don't know, my mind always goes to like chores and allowances, right? <laughs> yeah. I want us to think about intrinsic motivation as building a kid's, a child's inner voice. That's how we want to look at intrinsic motivation. It's okay. what we can do to help our children have that inner voice that tells them, I'm good, and I'm trying, and I'm okay, and I'm a good person. We want them to be able to do that on their own mm. instead of needing us to say, you're good, you're a good person, that was a good choice. Mm -hmm. So we want to build that inner voice, and we have to remove some of our praise so they can fill in the gaps with their own voice. Mm. So think of intrinsic motivation as helping your kids build that inner voice. The other thing that builds that inner voice and becomes intrinsic is when we can help them manage the narrative in their head, the way they talk to themselves, right? What they're telling themselves. We wanna make sure that that's really healthy. So we can help them. We'll hear our kids say things to us like, I'm the worst, or I'm so dumb. Ask them and teach them. Look at them and say, hey, give me another way to look at that. 
so that they can start developing that inner voice. Ask that question often. But question it, don't yes. fill in the gap. Right, if you cannot give them the narrative but instead encourage them yes. to come up with themselves, we are doing them a disservice when we fill in the gap. Now they're back to relying on us right. for their inner voice. Can I plug here? Mm -hmm. The best book to teach this, I don't know if you've read this, Hip Hip Hooray for Annie McRae by Brad Wilcox. Is so good. I have three copies, yes. one in each of my older kids' rooms, and we read it often. It's mm -hmm. this little girl who learns how to, to do that confidently own her mm -hmm. inner voice and cheer for herself mm -hmm. and I love that message. Yeah, it, that's a great plug. It's a great place to go if you're looking for something, especially for smaller kids. All right, talk to me about the three S's. That's the next step you say, stick to the three S's. Yes. Yeah, so if we're gonna go ahead and praise, we wanna do it sparingly, we wanna be specific, and we wanna be really sincere, mm -hmm. okay? So sparingly is saying just that, not all the time, not for every single thing that they do. They put their backpack away and then they brush their teeth and then they didn't throw their mac and cheese on the floor or they went to school every day this week. Yeah. Right, we're so quick to say, good job, good job, good job. And in fact, if we could even pull the good away and oh. not use the word good all the time. Okay. And be again, much more specific, it's so vague. And so when we're specific, we wanna specifically talk about what it is they've done, the abilities, the qualities, the sacrifices that went into it, opposed to just good job. Which brings us too, to a place where we can be really insincere. Yeah. I mean, we've all found ourselves doing three things at once and saying, yeah, that's good. Yep, good work. Yep, uh -huh. great when really we're not actually even paying attention to what's happening. So it's a square the shoulders. When mm -hmm. I give praise, I'm really gonna mean it. You are, you're gonna mean it, and you're gonna mean it so much that you're not actually doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. The other mistake we make is we tend to make it either very vague or we go all in, like this was good or else this is the best thing you've ever done in the history of your 12 <laughs> years of life. <laughs> we again, we want a middle, right? Think of praise almost like sugar or candy. A little's fine, but too much, it makes us sick, right? A little bit of sugar, no big deal. But when it's all we consume, now we're gonna be in now trouble. Now there's the analogy I'm gonna be thinking mm -hmm. about for the rest of the week. Think of praise like sugar. Absolutely, just like that. Yeah, okay. so we want those three Ps. Okay, you want us S's. to stretch waiting. Yeah, we're very quick to say, right now you can have it. They come and interrupt us and they say, can I have this right now or look at this right now? We wanna look at our kids and say, in just one minute. Or your dad and I are talking, when he finishes his story, then you and I can communicate See, about I, this. I feel guilty when I say, and I say it a lot, I say, mm -hmm. give me one minute. Yep. And anytime that little two word phrase comes out, one minute, I feel guilty. Because? Because I feel like I'm saying it a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, four kids times four mm -hmm. needs times one mom. Right. That phrase is coming out a lot. Do I not need to worry about yeah, that? Not so much, as long as you keep to the one minute. If you say, give me just a minute, and then you don't circle back around and attend, well, now we're somewhere different, right? Okay. We wanna look at that. But if you can say to your children, give me one minute, and then in a minute, or 90 seconds, you actually come back to them and attend to what it is you've asked them to wait for, that teaches them what it's like to actually be an adult. It helps them understand that they don't need that right now, but instead they can wait. That builds self-esteem. Successful adults have an ability to prolong that wait. Right? It's in setting goals, it's in relationships. So this is a really important thing. Not to mention it teaches them what rude versus respectful looks like, mm -hmm. teaches them a lot of things. So when we're quick to say you're really great and offer that praise, one of the ways we can refrain from that is to stretch this waiting. Okay. It's okay for them to wait just a second, right? It's okay for you to say we're gonna eat in 90 seconds, so let's wait for dinner. We can do those things. They don't need to wait for everything, but they can wait. Okay. They can wait. We've got a minute left. I love the phrasing of this next sentence, so I can't wait to hear what mm -hmm. comes with it. Wonder what they seek. Yeah, we're quick again to not take a minute and ask ourselves, why is it that they're asking me for so much praise? 
And what we find is that kids need connection, but they will settle for attention. They will. And mm -hmm. so they will settle for that praise, but that's not actually what they're seeking. They're seeking a connection. And so as parents, mm -hmm. when we're getting those words from them, what do you think about this? Am I okay? Is this okay? We wanna wonder what is it that they're actually seeking right now? Well, they're seeking a connection. And then because we know our kids, we can ask, well, what does that connection look like for this child and child number two and child number three mm -hmm. and child number four? Mm -hmm. We should always be in a curious place as parents where we're constantly asking and wondering, what is this child looking for? And that's everywhere. When they throw a temper tantrum, what are they seeking? And the answer tends to be connection. It tends to be mm. connection, but they will settle for anything. Mm. <laughs> so they will settle for that attention if that's all we can give them. But keep our minds open to being curious about what they're looking for, what they're looking for. And there it is. Heather, thank you so much. Advice to help us avoid raising praise junkies. I'm going to think of that now as well. To contact Heather for counseling, you can seek out her information, her contact information on our website.